Church, today is a great day. It's Pentecost Sunday. Wow. And you will understand in a minute why this is a great day in the calendar of a church. You know, this day, Pentecost Sunday, is not often given the attention that it deserves by the church in general. We have a tendency to forget Pentecost. Some major denominations make a point of celebrating Pentecost Sunday because in those denominations they have a structured thing that they go through year by year, and so it comes up on, in their agenda. But Pentecost was one of the three major feasts that was celebrated by the Jewish people. The first major feast was called Passover, which celebrated their freedom from the slavery of Egypt. And it was characterized by the consummation of the eating of a lamb. Do you remember that? Now that feast was a type of, in other words, there's a lot of things that are real history that took place uh, that's recorded in the Old Testament, which are types of what would happen in the New Testament church. And that first major feast of Passover was a type of a sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the Lamb of God, which brought liberty and freedom from the evil one to every single one of us who chose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Passover was also known as a celebration of first fruits. And the Apostle Paul talks to us about Jesus, the Lamb of God, being the first fruit among many brethren. Now, I'm not going to open up those scriptures, but if you want to look at this, you can study them your own time. 1 Corinthians 15, 20, Romans 8, 29, speak about Jesus being the first fruit among many brethren. Now, once Passover was finished, exactly 50 days later was the second major Jewish feast, and that was Pentecost. And uh, this is what I'm going to talk to you about mainly today. And the third major feast was Tabernacles. Now, we're not going to go into that today, but I want to home in because today is Pentecost. Today is when we celebrate Pentecost. So we're going to focus on that second major feast, Pentecost. Now, Passover was first fruits. Pentecost was harvest. That's what it focused on. It was a celebration. It was a feast of harvest. And that's when the harvest begins. Now, that's very interesting because the Jewish people were doing all these feasts. They knew all of these things, but they'd never experienced the harvest that was to come. Of course, they were talking of a physical harvest, the things, the produce of the land, whereas the harvest of Pentecost in the church is the harvest of souls, and we're going to be looking at just now. Now, our Passover is what we today call Easter, Easter Sunday. I like to call it Resurrection Sunday. This is our Passover, if you want. We don't celebrate Passover like the Jewish people do, but we continue to celebrate 
in the church, Passover, but, but it's called Resurrection Sunday. This, this is what it is. And exactly 50 days later is Pentecost. And that's what we are celebrating today. And I can tell you there's great cause for celebration. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4, I want to read this to you as a basis. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, people of God, what a powerful day that was when the Holy Spirit was poured out over the disciples who had gathered in prayer in the upper room, as Jesus had told them. He said, I'm going to the Father, but you go and wait. You go and wait for the promise. You go and wait, and I'm going to tell the Father to send you the Holy Spirit. And when he comes upon you, you shall receive power. And so Pentecost is the day when that promise came to pass. What a powerful day that was. The Holy Spirit was poured out. You know when you pour something out, when you take a bucket of water and you pour it out, you're not just doing it, giving it drop by drop. No, no, no. You're turning it over. You're pouring it in abundance. And that's what happened at Pentecost. Do you know, people of God, there have never been any other occurrence of that kind before in the whole history of men from creation until this time. Never had the Spirit of God been poured out in abundance over people, human beings, never in the history of mankind. So this was a unique and powerful occasion. On that day, the powerful church was born. You see, the church is meant to be a powerful church, a supernatural church. It, the church is not meant to be a religious church. That is man's version of what Jesus intended. Jesus was not religious in the sense that he did things in a religious manner. No. And if we're following in the footsteps of Jesus, we're not meant to, to be following religion. In other words, all part of rules and regulations. Today we do that, tomorrow we do something else because it's, it's what we do tomorrow. No, no, no. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is meant to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it's meant to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So on that day, the powerful church, which is a church that Jesus Christ always wanted to birth, that powerful church was born. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh, all believers who wanted him. All believers who were ready to receive the Holy Spirit was poured upon them. Do you know that in the Old Testament, only a few select ones had the Spirit come upon them for a purpose and for a time and for a season so that they could prophesy, so that they could do miracles and things like that. And kings were anointed. But on the day of Pentecost, it was the Spirit of God was poured out in abundance and for everyone who wanted 
to receive. This was the birth of a church of the Lord Jesus Christ, his bride to come. This was the birth of a church. Christ was empowering his body, the church, to be able to be his witnesses effectively in the world and to continue his work. Let me say this to you, church, without that Pentecost, without that experience, when it, when, when it, was, it was the beginning of the outpouring of the Spirit of God, the church would have no power. And I will explain to you later why we need this power. So remember that Jesus told his disciples that they would do the same works that he does, even greater works. Do you remember that? I'll read it to you, John 14, 12. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Now, many people miss that piece. They don't really grasp. Why did Jesus say, because I go to my Father? Well, he told his disciples before that, I'm going to my father because when I get there, I'm going to ask my father to send you the paraclete, the helper. And he was talking about the spirit of God to come upon you. So that's why he said that. He said, you will be able to do the greater works, my works and even greater works than I've done because I go to my father. And the disciples knew what he was talking about because he was going to send his spirit. Pentecost marked the beginning of a great harvest. You remember that I said to you, Pentecost in the Jewish uh, calendar marked a time of harvest. And so Pentecost marked the beginning of a great harvest of souls, which was to come from that moment onwards through the church. And Jesus told these disciples, go wait for the promise because then when you, the power comes upon you, you will become my witnesses. In other words, you're going to go and win souls. You're going to make an impact because you need the empowering of the Holy Spirit in order to do that effectively. You shall become then my witnesses. You see, the church was being brought into the world to be a powerful instrument that God was going to use to pluck millions of souls away from Satan and into God's kingdom. That is the true harvest that God is looking for, is the harvest of souls. God is, yes, of course, is interested in our finances, is interested in if you're a farmer, that your harvest of, of millies or whatever it is, is great. Of course, he loves that. But what matters most to God? of the souls of men. And so Pentecost was a time where God empowered the church to bring in that harvest. And we see it in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and the first harvest came in right there and then when Peter flung open the windows and he began to preach to all the Jewish men who were there, they'd come for the Feast of Pentecost, the Jewish, the Jewish way. That's why they were, they were there. And there were, there were thousands of them. 
and Peter opened, and you will remember the story, I don't have time to go through it today, but he said these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is what was uh, uh, spoken of by the prophet Joel in the last days, and, and he goes on and he says, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and they will prophesy, and so he goes on and he goes on, and he keeps preaching. And on that same day, the very first harvest of souls for the Lord Jesus Christ came in. 3,000 Jewish men. Well, I can tell you, any preacher will tell you one sermon, 3,000 men get saved. Man, that is supernatural. This is not natural. This is not normal. I would love to see this happen under my preaching. But let me say this to you. This happened with Peter. It was the very first harvest of souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me say this to you, people of God. What a day to celebrate. Pentecost was the beginning of harvest. Harvest of souls for the church. Pentecost was the birth of a church. If Pentecost hadn't happened, the church would not have been born. Secondly, the church would not have been supernaturally empowered. If it wasn't for Pentecost, this wouldn't have happened. Thirdly, there would not have been a great harvest of souls because we need the empowering. This is what Jesus said. When you, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be my witnesses. Then you shall be my witnesses. You see, you cannot be a witness with your intellect. You have to be anointed. You, and, and that is when the Spirit of God comes upon you to empower you to preach, to empower you to preach with, with, with power. This is what happened to Peter. Peter was afraid. He was hiding in the upper room with the others because they were afraid of the Jewish people. But when the Spirit of God came upon him, Peter was a changed man. He became bold as a lion. His courage came upon him, supernatural courage. He flung open the windows and right there from the top story, he began to preach loud. There were no microphones in those days. And all the crowds were in the streets. And they heard him. They gave a heart to him, to Jesus, for 3,000 men. Wow. So if it wasn't for Pentecost, there would not have been a great harvest of souls. Number four, if it wasn't for Pentecost, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit would not have been released in abundance. Remember, up to now, the Spirit of God empowered people in pockets here and there for a specific purpose. But the general, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel and Joel prophesied, Old Testament prophet, he prophesied the day of Pentecost that will be coming upon all flesh when the Spirit would be given in abundance. So, and with that comes all the supernatural gifts that we need. 1 Corinthians 12, you can read them, there's nine of them, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that the church needs in order to be effective as a church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number five, if it wasn't for Pentecost, we would not have known the voice of the Holy Spirit and his powerful anointing in our lives. Pentecost is when the Spirit was given in abundance and from that moment we could, anybody who is a born-again believer, who have received Jesus Christ and who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, can now hear his voice, can be empowered by the Spirit and move forward in, in another dimension to proclaim the good news of the gospel.
And number six, if it wasn't for Pentecost, rivers of living water that Jesus spoke about in the book of John, rivers of living water, that's speaking of a glorious anointing that enables us to flow in the supernatural. That's what Jesus was talking about. Rivers of living water would not have been released through us. He who thirsts, let him come to me, for out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you read that scripture and you go a little bit further down, it says, and he was speaking of a spirit that was not yet given. If it wasn't for Pentecost, rivers of living water wouldn't flow out of our bellies. I don't have time to explore that today. But Jesus said, you shall lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover. You shall cast out devils. You shall cleanse lepers. You know, all of these things speak of the rivers that flow out of our bellies. And that comes with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord for Pentecost. Time indeed to celebrate and be thankful for what Jesus has done by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now one day he said to his disciples, it is better for him to go to the Father because he would then ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit to be with the church forever. Wow. Pentecost is the feast of harvest. It reminds us that our ministry as believers is to win souls and make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. Pentecost was the day when the church was empowered to break down the works of darkness and begin the great work of establishing God's kingdom on earth. One soul at a time. One soul at a time. Pentecost was when Jesus released the fire of God into his disciples through the Holy Spirit. And that fire would give them the boldness and the courage to take on Satan and his demons with God's very power head on. You cannot take up, face Satan in your own power without the Holy Spirit, without Pentecost, without that Pentecost experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist told his disciples that there would be one who would come after him, who surely says he's not worthy to untie and he would baptize his disciples with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's found in the book of Matthew chapter 3, 11. That's you and I. We are Jesus' disciples. This is why it's so important, church. The Pentecost experience, I know there was the first time, which happened 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. But Pentecost is the experience that you and I go through when we ask the Spirit of God to come upon us and to fill us with his mighty fire and his mighty empowering and his mighty anointing so that we can truly be the disciples of Jesus Christ and do his work on this earth. On that great day of Pentecost, Jesus made the baptism of fire available to all believers. And I want to ask you this question. Have you received a baptism of fire? Because without it, you have no power. No fire, no power. You need to ask the Spirit of God to fill you and to baptize you. Why would this be necessary? Because without it, the church would not be able to flow in the supernatural power of God and defeat the works of darkness in this world, which is abundant. We have a great work to do. Without the fire of the Spirit, you cannot preach powerfully. Without the fire of the Spirit, you cannot counsel powerfully. Without the fire of the Spirit, you cannot heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. You cannot do any of that unless you are empowered 
You see, without Pentecost, the church would have been powerless against the enemy. You and I would have been powerless against the enemy in our own lives if it had not been for Pentecost. I don't know about you, but as for me, I would not have liked to be powerless to defeat the works of Satan in my life and in the life of others. The reason Jesus had such a powerful ministry is because he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he began his ministry. He had his Pente Pentecost experience when he went to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And the Spirit of God came upon him in the form of a dove. Pentecost was the beginning of a new era for the people of God. It was the beginning of power and authority, dunamis and exousia. These are the two Greek words, power authority. Being released upon the people of God for the destruction of works of darkness and the establishment of God's kingdom. This message I've called Pentecost, what a gift. I want to say this to you, Pentecost, what a gift. Indeed, the plan of God is coming to pass and the devil will be defeated by the powerful church of the Lord Jesus Christ because it all began on Pentecost. Pentecost marks the beginning of a triumphant church and you and I can be part of his triumphant church if we choose to. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have much to celebrate when we think of Pentecost and much to give thanks and glory to God. Amen and amen. If you believe that, right there in your lounge, give the Lord a hand of praise and thank him for Pentecost.